What is a man's shadow and why is it so important to understand? Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to Men on Point, a Victories podcast. We are thrilled that you're here. My name is DJ Paris. I'm your guide and host through the show. And today we're speaking with Victory Shadow Weekend leader Kevin Fitzpatrick. But before we get to Kevin, if you are a new listener, what this show is all about is having vulnerable and intimate conversations relating to issues men face throughout their adult lives. This podcast is brought to you by Victory's Not for Profit, and Victory's mission reads as follows. Victory supports men through weekend and group programs that lead to deeper self-awareness, greater self-confidence, stronger relationships, and greater connection to themselves and community. Their weekends and peer support groups are designed by professionals, attended by licensed professionals, and based on widely accepted clinical principles that help men find peace and balance in their lives. To learn more, please visit victoriesformen.org. Please also help us reach men who might find this podcast helpful by telling others about it. Also, please subscribe. You can find this show anywhere podcasts are served. And last, let us know what you think. At Victories, we're here to serve you and your needs. So send us some feedback. You can email us at podcast at victoriesformen.org. And now, on to my conversation with Kevin Fitzpatrick. Today, our guest is Kevin Fitzpatrick. Now, Kevin is a licensed clinical social worker who has had private psychotherapy practice since 1984. As part of his mission to empower through healing, Kevin has a particular interest uh, in and commitment to working with men. He completed his own breakthrough weekend in 1987. And starting in 1991, he and his co-leader, Paul Kachoris, both members of the Victory's Board of Directors have led several dozen breakthrough weekends and are also the creators of the Shadow Weekend. Now, in addition to his professional and his Victory's work, Kevin is a yoga and meditation teacher, as well as a motorcycle enthusiast who enjoys singing and playing guitar at open mics. He and his wife, Ellen, have two adult sons and recently celebrated their 42nd wedding anniversary. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you, DJ. Very Happy excited to, to have you as one of Victory's um, men uh, members who have been with Victory's since almost the very beginning. And I would love to sort of get your perspective on the journey that you've seen Victory's undertake and as well as how Victory's has helped people that maybe you've counseled in, in, in your own practice, as well as how it's benefited you personally. So we have a lot of, lot of ground to cover. Lots but, to cover. <laughs> well, I'm excited to start at the very beginning. How did you find Victories of the Heart? Well, um, back in the early 70s, uh, I was uh, recently graduated from undergrad uh, uh, with uh, a bachelor's degree in psychology. And I got a job working at a private psychiatric hospital. And uh, when I was there, I met Buddy Portugal, who is one of the founders of Victories. And Buddy uh, was a few years older than I. 
and uh, someone who already had a master's degree in social work and somebody that uh, I kind of looked up to and somebody who, who mentored me. And uh, subsequently, you know, I went to, to graduate school and got my own master's degree in social work and Buddy helped me get started in private practice. And somewhere along the way there in, say, the mid-80s, he and Bob Mark, his co-founder of Victories, uh, started doing um, their, you know, these, these weekends. Uh, originally, they were non-residential. Uh, men would come for the program Friday, Friday evening, go home, spend all day Saturday, go home, and then finish up on uh, Sunday. So he spent, Buddy spent a couple of years trying to uh, entice me to come and participate in, in one of those. Uh, and like many men, I was uh, scared of the idea, uh, which sounded, you know, foreign to me. And, and um, you know, I was not uh, uh, quick to jump in. Uh, but after a while, I did decide to, to go to a weekend as a participant and, uh really had an experience that was life-changing for me. Um, go ahead. How, how, how so, if you don't mind me, you know, whatever you're willing to share, can you talk about, you know, either the insight you, you gained or maybe the skills you learned, you know, what was that as you were coming off of that first weekend, first scared to attend, which I think is a very common experience for very. probably all attendees. I know I was scared when I first went through my breakthrough weekend, um, or the, the, the anxiety of, of going was, was, uh, was, was real. Um, but what, what benefits did you find when you came back? Yeah. So this, um, you know, this uh, occurred, um, as I said, 1987 was the year that I, I did the, the weekend. And prior to that, I had been in formal therapy, you know, psychotherapy as, as a client um, more than once. And also, you know, during the 70s had participated in all kinds of, you know, human potential, you know, personal growth experiences. So uh, I, I came, came to the weekend, you know, with a certain set of experiences uh, around my own uh, self and my own emotional and psychological self, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, but then the experience that I had in this weekend uh, made everything that had happened previously pale in comparison. Um, the experience of healing and addressing some issues that were very challenging and difficult for me in the company of men uh, only one of which I really knew, and that was Buddy. I didn't know Bob very well. And then my fellow attendees, I think there were 17 or 18 of us who were total strangers going into it. Uh, but, you know, a, a, a safe um, environment was, was created by Buddy and Bob in which myself and other men started to feel comfortable and started to open up a bit. <clears throat> and, um, uh, you know, in which myself and others really allowed ourselves to, to go very deep and uh, become very vulnerable. And, and so that experience um, uh, 
just really, you know, it, it blew my mind. I couldn't, I couldn't believe what, what had just happened. And so I came away from that weekend, just wanting more, you know, I, uh, I, I, it was just something that I knew was really special and I had to get more involved in. And so how did you get more involved? So you came back from the breakthrough weekend as a participant and you had, you know, these powerful experiences in the company of other men, which, you know, as, as you were reflecting on that, I was thinking how unique it is to just have a group of adult men getting together to mm -hmm. talk about their own individual work in, of course, you know, everyone has their own unique challenges. And so that it isn't even like a 12 step program where there may be a circle. Sometimes there, sometimes 12 step rooms are gender specific and there might be a circle of men who are all dealing with a very similar issue. Usually it's, you know, they're dealing with an addiction or, or whatever their, their struggles are, but they have that shared ex sort of issue. And so it makes more logical sense why that would work. But when you get a group of men who all have, you know, different concerns, um, different issues. Uh, it, it is amazing um, how well that group can can coalesce, I guess, by the end of the weekend. And and it is something that really doesn't exist, uh, you know, in too many other places. It, it's, it's very, very unique. And um, I'll digress for a second, then I'll come back to your question about how I got more involved. And the, the digression is in virtually every breakthrough weekend that Paul and I have led by the end of the weekend. And I'm talking, you know, Sunday, early, mid afternoon, inevitably some guy will say to the group, you know, you guys know me better and I know you better than my own brothers or guys that I've been friends with since fourth grade. So, and, and these are people who started Friday evening as total strangers. So it, it's a it's really a testament to um, uh, the the process, which is you know, I, I hesitate to use this word. I hope it's not too grandiose, but it's miraculous. <laughs> what what can happen over the course of the weekend when um, you know when a safe environment, uh, an emotionally safe environment, is created, and men can start talking about real stuff. Okay. Without the fear of, you know, being shamed and, and, you know, all those messages that toxic masculinity gives us about big boys, don't cry. Don't let them see you sweat. Don't show your, you know, your uh, weaknesses, be strong, keep up a big facade, the Marlboro man, all that crap. Um, you know, if, if we succeed in putting all of that to the side and allow men to be you know, to be real with their strengths and their weaknesses. Uh, it's, it's, um, you know, it, it's kind of the best kept secret that the real strength and the real power is in vulnerability. Yeah. It's, it's really paradoxical. It's paradoxical. It, it, it is. I remember years ago, I learned from my therapist who said, my own individual therapist who had, who had mentioned intimacy is only built through vulnerability. Yep. The, yep. And, and of course the, the catch 22 is being vulnerable is terrifying uh, yep. because people can hurt you and they can yep. reject you. And they might say, well, you know what? Your real self, not good enough for me. I'm out of here. And the irony of course, is that most people don't run away screaming. Um, they actually feel more connected because 
people like on you know hearing where someone's struggles are makes it it, it endears them and bonds them closer so it's one of these things that is is a scary experience ideas to oh i'm going to bear my soul especially in front of a group of strange strangers mm-hmm. and i'm going to feel safe enough to do that when i can't even do that with maybe my best friend who I know my best friends who love me dearly and would accept me and would want me to talk about this, but we just don't have that. We don't have that structure or that relationship. Um, and so it's amazing that you can actually build that out of whole cloth almost within a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you asked how I got more involved. I'll I'll circle back to that, which is after, after my, uh, initial, weekend, uh, a couple of things happened. One of which was I, um, uh, I started to see how beneficial that experience was to me as a therapist in being of assistance to my clients. Um, you know, the depth of the work that I had just done really enabled me to be present with my clients, uh, both men and women, um, in, in the therapeutic relationship and to uh, it really helped me to deepen the therapeutic work that I was doing with my clients. So that was a fringe benefit. Like who knew? I didn't expect that, but that happened. So that really reinforced that I, I want more of this. I want to get more involved. The second thing that happened was that Buddy and Bob um, uh, had decided that they wanted to grow this program that they had they they had created. I think they had only done one, maybe two uh, weekends before uh, before I did it. Uh, and so they wanted to um, train people to, you know, to do what they were doing, to lead weekends. And so they invited me to start participating in some, you know, some training as a, a, a breakthrough leader. So um, uh, I had I kind of had some brief uh, pairings with uh, a couple of other men that didn't necessarily click, um, but uh, I had met Paul Kachoris and he and I really resonated with with one another, and you know we're doing some work together professionally, and I invited him to to come uh, to a weekend as a participant, and um, uh, like me, Paul had uh, an amazing deep profound, uh, experience. And then, um, the two of us started, you know, started training to become breakthrough leaders, you know, accompanying buddy and Bob on weekends and, um, learning the things that one needs to learn in order to, to lead one of these weekends. So you started getting involved in, you were trained on how to lead the weekends. You started getting involved in actually leading uh, these weekends. And what was that experience like? Uh, was that, was there a big learning curve for you to understand the role of, of the facilitator uh, versus a participant? Was, was that, it was although, or maybe it wasn't much of a challenge because of your professional work as a therapist? Uh, you said, what was that like? And my answer is terrifying. <laughs> it, it really was. It really was. Uh, and, you know, Paul and I both, you know, Paul's a psychiatrist. I'm a social worker. And both of us had many, many years of working with people professionally and, and a pretty good familiarity with uh, the, you know, emotional and psychological landscape. 
So we did bring those those skills and those uh, that experience base with us um, when we started leading. But at the same time, to you know, stand in front of a, a room full of men uh, and to have the audacity to lead these men, guide them through this very deep journey throughout a weekend was was really uh, quite daunting. Uh, but at the same time, you know, the saying, if you build it, they will come. Uh, the, the weekend, the first weekend that we did was, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, it, it was an enormous success. And I'm proud to say that many of the men that were in that original uh, weekend that we led in 1991 are still meeting as a as a PGG, a professional uh, 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 personal growth group. That's an that's an incredible that is an incredible victory. Pardon the pun, um, because the idea that men had a transformative experience, you know, thirty plus years ago, and now are are still actively engaged in their own work as a group and, and individually, actually, we should probably divide, define what a personal growth group is only because you mentioned it. And there are going to be people listening who might not be familiar. So, you know, can you tell us mm-hmm. just sure. give us a definition of what, a, what is a PGG group and, and how does it work? Sure. So, um, <clears throat> during the weekend, there is a certain, um, uh, level of bonding, uh, that takes place, uh, between and amongst the, the participants and, uh, what we do afterwards is we help organize that group of men in an ongoing uh, personal growth uh, experience. So uh, we provide, Victories provides, provides some trained leadership for those men to get them started on the, on the right track. And that, um, that leadership is provided over a period of about six months. I might not have it exactly right. Uh, and initially, the the victories leaders of the personal growth group are there for every meeting, and the groups meet every other week. And then they start to trail off and and come to every other meeting. Uh, but they're they're really um, preparing the group to launch and continue on uh, on their on their own without the guidance. So even though the weekends themselves can be these profound and transformational experience, what we hear from men over the course of years is it's really the ongoing group that, um, that provides the growth over time. You know, the you know, peak experience on the weekend, but that tends to fade, you know, um, everybody knows that, that, um, you know, the, the blush comes off the rose after a while, a week or two or, or three. But for men on a every other week basis over a period of years to have the experience of sitting with other like-minded men whom they know and feel safe with and uh, whom they are willing to go deep with and be open uh, with, that's really where the greatest benefit uh, for men and their personal growth takes place. I uh, I agree. So I went through my breakthrough weekend in around 2010 or 11. I can't, I can't recall the exact year. I I know it's listed somewhere in in the in the database. Um, but I have been meeting 
with, with my group as as well since then um there i took at one point i had to take six months off for, for some silly reason but but i've been pretty consistent um and and haven't missed uh more than that and and it it's only because uh i've I mean, if nothing else, there's been tremendous friendships that have been mm-hmm. built. Mm-hmm. And, and if I got no other benefit other than I get to see friends of mine every two weeks for a couple of hours, and I and on top of that, not just seeing friends, but being able to say, here's here's where I'm struggling in my life. And by the way, guys, where are you struggling? And let's all help each other mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it really is. I think that has been for me incredibly important for just me feeling less lonely in life yeah in, in addition yeah. to also getting some benefit from people that have been to some now to some degree trained by victory staff on how to hold these meetings how to protect the meeting uh so anyway um i i i think you know we do a lot of promotion within victories about the weekends and they are amazing and they are the first kind of step in, but it's really, you know, at this point, 1% of my time in victories has been at, at the weekend. Uh, and now 99% has been right. the aftercare in this, this PGG group. And I, I just, I, I, yeah, I think this idea of building really strong long-term in your case, you still are in, in contact with men from 30 years ago. That's, that's powerful. Yeah. Speaking of which, if I can uh, share this experience, um, <clears throat> every every summer I take a motorcycle trip up to northern Wisconsin. It's a bit of a retreat. You know, I, I ride, I I rest, I read, I nap, I swim, uh, I meditate, I do yoga. And um, there's a man living up there in northern Wisconsin in the Manaqua area, um, Carl Nelson, who was in the very first uh, weekend that Paul and I left. So every time I go up there every year, uh, uh, Carl and I get together and we have breakfast and it's just a great, you know, a great connection, uh, after, after all those years. And when I was, uh, when I was up there this past, uh, August, the first week in August, um, I was talking with Carl and he was, uh, he knew that Paul and I had retired from breakthrough weekend leadership. Uh, after leading our the June 2022 weekend, um, and he was reminiscing, and um, God, I'm going to get emotional myself here when I talk about this. He was talking about he goes, you know, if I hadn't have done that weekend with you guys, my life wouldn't be what it is today. And and both of us were sitting on a bench in a park, and we're both kind of teary and and weeping. But um, it was just a beautiful a beautiful uh statement about um the the how meaningful that experience was really for both of us but but for carl um you know what 30 some plus years ago and and how it really changed the course of his life yeah i it's been my experience that men who stick with the the PGG groups and continue to participate within victories at whatever level they can seem to get tremendous benefit uh which keeps them engaged and involved and it, it there is a a sense of gratitude that i hear off oftentimes with speaking with victories members because again this is a pretty unique experience that you can continue to have 
on a you know twice monthly basis uh if if you so choose and it it really does change the direction of of one it could it can change the direction of someone's life mm-hmm so you you now are we're back now in the early 90s you're you're not just participating as 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 a member you're now leading weekends you're learning more about you know the intricacies of that and you're making adjustments to to the program at what point when do you and paul uh start discussing creating a second weekend because you um i want to talk a little bit about the shadow weekend so mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit about when you decided to do that and then what the aim of that was sure um <clears throat> well um it was uh during a, a a period where you know both of us had had done our own weekends and we were leading weekends and it was a it was a creative time of a lot of um i would say emotional and psychological intensity you know add to that the work that we were doing uh professionally and um uh the you know the uh jungian concept of the shadow really resonated uh with uh with both of us and I'll come back to that in, in a second and you know particularly with Paul he's been uh you know uh, uh um someone who has studied Jung for many many uh decades but uh according to uh Jung the the archetype of the shadow is uh those parts of ourselves that we have been cut off from uh, those parts of ourselves that have been unacceptable to, you know, to our caretakers figure, you know, early on when we're little, our, our enthusiasm or uh, our sexuality or our intensity or our playfulness, um, it can be, you know, really anything. Um, but uh, those parts get uh, shunted off and there's a lot of energy in those and it takes energy to keep those parts suppressed okay uh robert bly who was you know recently died uh poet who was very instrumental in the men's movement in the uh in the 70s and and 80s used to talk about the long bag we drag drag behind us you know it's it's a great image you know that all these parts you know that get put in the bag and you know we're dragging them behind us as we as we go along so um uh, you know, Paul and I decided that there was really uh, a need to uh, take men deeper and take ourselves deeper in in the process. So we started working on, you know, constructing a weekend that was really uh, designed around this notion of the shadow and bringing the shadow into the light uh, to help men really own and um, uh, take responsibility for the parts of themselves that maybe have been operating, you know, under underground. Uh, so um, when, when we do that, a lot of energy becomes available. The energy that's been uh, spent denying or suppressing these distasteful parts of our, you know, the parts of us that are selfish, you know, the parts of us, that are angry, you know, the parts of us that are needy, you, you know, I, I'm not doing a great job of explaining it right now, but no, I think, no, I th- you, get I the think point. you are, 
I, I think you're, you are doing a great job. I always think when, as you were saying that I was thinking as, a, as, as we think back to childhood, I remember a lot of be a good boy. And these yeah. are maybe things that don't fit in the be a good boy, uh, you right. know, sort of context. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what, what we know is that for, um, for us to really lay claim to these disowned uh, parts and become more familiar with them, uh, take responsibility for them. We, you know, we, we form a relationship with them and, you know, it's, uh, it's a way in which we um, uh, make friends with our shadow and, and stop denying those parts of ourselves. And the more that we can do that, the less likely it is that those parts of ourselves are going to sabotage us that are going to harm ourselves or harm our relationships. And, and they do, and they, or they can and do harm relationships. And which is um, meaning, you know, if, you know, if, if, you, if I'm an angry person, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. If I'm an angry person, if I have anger within me, that's not being expressed in a healthy way. My guess is that anger's still got to come out somewhere. And it, it would that possibly come out in ways that are, are actually harmful? Of course. Yeah, of course. You know, it, it'll come out in, you know, intimate relationships and marriages or friendships or work situations, but yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll come out in a way that is counterproductive. And and if I heard you correctly, this idea of being honest uh, with oneself and, and getting to a place where one can acknowledge that I have these parts that I maybe don't particularly like, but they're there and getting aware of, of, of them as maybe an ally as opposed to an enemy and somehow making a connection with that, those parts, um, what ends up happening as a result, once there is that connection between, you know, the, the, the part of me that now has to accept, yeah, I do have these kind of distasteful or ugly parts of my personality that, that are there. And, and what ends up happening when, when someone gets in touch with that? We become more whole. You know, we work with this idea, you know, it's kind of a Venn diagram of, um, you know, there, there's what's called the persona. Uh, this is another um, Jungian uh, uh, concept or archetype. And the persona is, I think it's a Latin word for mask or face. And that's, that's what, that's our game face. That's what we let the world see. Okay. And that's what's acceptable. And then, uh, and then the shadow, as we've been talking about, uh, about is, is another part of ourselves that's kept in the dark. So if you, if you imagine a circle of the persona and a circle of the shadow and the intersection of those, where those two meet and overlap in a Venn diagram is, um, is a tremendous amount of energy and wholeness uh, that comes from joining those, those two uh, parts of ourselves. Yeah, it sounds, it really sounds magical in a way, because I, I know as men, the sort of distasteful parts of men from a societal perspective, or maybe a parental perspective, um, there, there isn't much, there doesn't seem to be a lot of resources out there for men to get in touch 
with to, to have a structure to know how, what to do with these parts of themselves that they know are problematic or could potentially be problematic but there's there isn't like a lot of here's what to do and here's where to go right. and i i think most parents probably haven't been trained although i think it's better today um i see my friends who have children i see a lot more of tell me how you're feeling what's going on you know whereas mm-hmm. i there wasn't as much of that, I think, in the zeitgeist uh, of, of parental, um, you know, sort of training. And so it is exciting to see a little bit more, you know, connection between parents and children around around challenges. But um, but there still isn't a whole lot to this. So I love the fact that you and Paul created this, you know, this structure that that seems to seems to be incredibly effective. Um so do you so when did you start leading the shadow? When were you guys ready to start, you know, doing the shadow weekends? Boy, I don't know, you know, I'm really bad at re- at remembering years. The the few years that I've mentioned are the ones that I remember, so I I I can't tell you exactly when we started doing it, but as Victories has grown as an organization, and that may be another thing we want to uh, talk about, um, more weekends, you know, it started with the breakthrough weekend, and then the shadow weekend was created, and eventually um, the the wisdom years uh, weekend was created, and the wisdom years uh, weekend is a weekend for men over the age of 50, and it is a weekend in which the focus is on issues of, say, maybe the latter third of life and uh, addresses uh, issues of aging, uh, of health, um, of, you know, aging, aging, dealing with aging parents as well as our, our own uh, aging issues of mortality uh, and the the things that go along with that stage of masculine development. And it's not just masculine development, but since we're, you know, a men's organization, that's what uh, gets focused on. So um, along the way here, these other weekends have been created and have, have uh, created kind of a bit of a curriculum, you know, in a, in a sequence that, you know, we, it's not hard and fast, but we recommend that men start with the breakthrough weekend. And, um, the breakthrough weekend often has to do with our own healing and addressing the ways in which we've been we've been hurt or or injured emotionally and and psychologically. The shadow weekend, uh, in contrast, really deals with ways in which we hurt. We hurt ourselves. We hurt other people. We hurt our communities. We hurt the environment. Okay, uh, so that's the kind of the second step. Um, there's another weekend, uh, that is called the best self, uh, that, um, that takes men who have done the breakthrough weekend and the shadow weekend. And then the question is, how do I optimize and put together all that I've learned to really be my best self? How do I really own my gold and live an optimal, uh, life as, as a man? And then when men reach the age uh, of, of 50 or more, uh, then they're eligible for the, um, you know, for the wisdom years weekend. And uh, we've also created a couples weekend uh, that has been very successful and, and a very, very well uh, received. So victories has really, as an organization has grown and expanded from what started 
not as a mom and pop uh, program, but a pop and pop with Buddy and Bob. Uh, <laughs> and over the years evolved under the guidance of um, uh, Kurt Schultz, who, who is no longer with us, sadly, but he really you know, kind of brought us uh, forward as an organization and helped us become a 501c3 organization and created a, 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 an administrative structure with bylaws and really got us functioning the way uh, a not-for-profit organization has, uh, has, to, has to function. So it really has provided some, some structure uh, to, and, and some organization to victories. Thank you for for that. That's uh, really a wonderful sort of overview of the services Victories provides, and and also the history of of how it developed. I um, you are also uh, not just a weekend leader, not just a participant yourself. Uh, you are also oh, or not just an architect of some of the weekends, but also you are part of the board of of directors, and Correct. I. Only because I so, um, you know, this is such a great opportunity because the probably this episode will be listened to by a lot of current Victories members and men who have participated in Victories events in the past. And, you know, I just because I have the opportunity to speak to a Victories board member would love to just get a sense of what what is the board what is their, what are their goals? Um, I think that that would be interesting to people. In other words, what is the board aiming to do? What problems are, are they uh, trying to solve? And, and, you know, are, what, what do they actually just do? I guess is a mm-hmm. good question. Well, um, uh, that's a good question. I hope I can give a, a, an articulate answer, but um, you know, the, the, Board obviously has a responsibility of overseeing the overall health and wellness uh, of of the organization and helping the organization uh, grow. It's kind of um, um, you know the administratively a lot of uh, committees uh, kind of feed into the board, and and so um, one of the um, one of the areas of growth of victories. Uh, and something that the board is in support of and has nurtured is the creation of a diversity, equity, and inclusion committee that has been in existence for I think four years now. Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but uh, but but uh, roughly, and um, and so uh, the DEI committee has worked very very hard. It's a very vital and important committee within uh, Victories. And they're working on some really exciting, um, exciting programmatic um, um, events that are that are coming up. And but one thing that the DEI committee has um, has uh, been instrumental in is uh, 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 bringing us to uh, the the you know making us aware of the need to uh, to get help with diversity, equity, and inclusion. Victories has, has primarily been, you know, I'll just say it, you know, a white middle and upper middle class North sub- suburban, you know, um, organization. And that's not enough, you know, it's, it's inadequate. And, and so we, um, we've gone through a process of in- interviewing uh, a number of DEI consultants that uh, 
the DEI committee has recommended. And I'm happy to say that we've, you know, we've come to um, a, a selection and and uh, have contracted with a man who's going to become, you know, working with us as, you know, working with the board, working with committee members around issues of diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's actually very exciting as Victories um, expands their uh, reach and the idea of reaching more men who might not get as much um, you know, exposure to, to what Victories offers because maybe people in their individual communities haven't been exposed to Victories is, is very exciting from a growth perspective and an ability to you know, better meet the needs of people that don't look like, you know, maybe what Victory's members looked like in the past, or maybe just are have different backgrounds, experiences, yeah. uh, cultural identities. This is is very a very exciting time, I imagine, to be part of. Yeah, the, it the- it really is, and we're we're making a a shift. You know, for years we've talked about um, uh, wanting and needing to uh, bring more diversity into Victory's uh, participation and men of color. And not a lot has happened, truth truth be told. Some, you know, it's not nothing, but I think with the DEI committee and our consultant that we've that we've hired, there's really very um, you know, very exciting changes afoot. And um, you know, the um there was just recently a a wisdom years weekend last weekend, one week ago, and there's always a post-weekend celebration after any uh, uh, victories retreat weekend. Uh, so I attended that that uh, Wisdom Year celebration the other uh, the other night, and there was a whole lot of diversity within not only the the staff of of the weekend, but um, but in the participants. So there were a number of men of colors. There were uh, men of color. There were gay men, and straight men, and uh, men of varying uh, socioeconomic uh, uh, situations. And it was really pretty exciting to see that happening in ways that it has not, you know, heretofore has not happened. That is, we are going to just as a sneak preview or uh, uh, for everyone who's listening, we will be having members of the Diversity Equity Inclusion Committee on the show to talk specifically about their their goals, their work, what they're doing to reach men that, you know, again, might not have have found victories on their own. So I, th- I think that is exciting for, for our audience to be able to hear, you know, some, some of those things. Thank you for, for sharing that. I, I would love to pivot just, just quickly into COVID and post COVID um, sort of uh, what, well, the, the world we now live in, um, which is, you know, somewhat of a return back to, to some degree of normalcy, but with, with some, I think some wounds that, that maybe, you know, men have, have faced and dealt with, you know, since, uh, since, you know, the COVID changed our ability to interact with each other. Um, and I'm curious in your own private practice, uh, as well as what you've seen within Victory's participants, sort of what men are needing right now and what challenges they've been facing. Has COVID made certain challenges more 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 prevalent? Um, just curious if you've seen any patterns for anyone out there who's listening who might be experiencing some of these challenges. Yeah, great, uh, great question, uh, DJ. When 
when COVID happened, uh, you know, I'm stating the obvious here, a lot of things changed. Um, um, my, um, my office mates and I in our professional office space had been together for many years. I had been in that office for 33 years and uh, our lease came up for a renewal and uh, it coincided with COVID and it was a no brainer. I mean, we couldn't, you know, uh, uh, make a financial commitment to space that we couldn't use and didn't know when we'd be able to use. So um, we moved out and, and, you know, I started doing my, um, my professional work over, over Zoom. In a, in a similar way, when, when COVID happened, um, we were unable to, to continue to do our weekends um, and conduct our weekends. So the, the question became, and, you know, maybe partly for my therapy practice, but let me address for Victories. The question became, how does Victories as an organization continue to, um, uh, to meet its mission under, under the current circumstances? You know, how do we, how do we do that? We're not just going to roll over and wait until it's, it's all done. So thanks to the creativity of a number of uh, men within Victories, um, uh, something, uh, a program that I haven't mentioned yet um, uh, called Building Meaningful Connections was, uh, was created. And it was a, um, uh, a program that didn't you know, exactly replicate the, the breakthrough weekend, but it, it was an opportunity to gather a group of men and guide them through uh, an experience that was as close to what we do on weekends as as is possible virtually and over over Zoom, and much to our our delight and somewhat to our surprise, um, after the first building meaningful connections weekends that was all virtual, all on Zoom, um, it was a fantastic success. Uh, really, uh, to my surprise. You know, there's a part of me that that said, oh, you know, you know, we really, you know, can't do that. It's not going to really work the way it needs to. But I was proven uh, proven wrong. So um, uh, I know that those men continue to meet, you know, here two years uh, later and they're getting more involved in victories and asking for more. And there have been subsequent building meaningful connections weekends. And I think are we're going to continue uh, to do that. Uh, as um, as a way to offer the the experience um, uh, in an alternate form, other than we're also resuming in person weekends, uh, but uh, we're not going to throw out the building meaningful connections or BMC as it's as it's uh, referred to because it it really does meet a need. One of which is the inclusion of men who are not in this geographic area. Uh, you know, we've had a number of men that are out of towners, you know, in St. St. Louis and Springfield and California and Washington state. And, you know, that, that, uh, come together and have a victories growth experience from, you know, from, uh, afar. So <laughs> I don't know if I remember what the question was, but I got going on that. So, uh, excuse me if I, I, Diverted. No, I, I, I'm glad you did mention building meaningful connections for anyone listening who thinks, well, I don't live in the Chicago land area or I don't, it's not easy for me to travel there for an in-person experience, or it's just not possible for me to travel there. Um, 
this is now gives them an opportunity to participate in a program specific to understanding the challenges of virtual intimacy and mm-hmm. creating solutions for that. And so what, what, what issues have you seen in your private practice in, in the last several years as we've all, you know, been to some degree, probably, you know, traumatized uh, at, at, because our lives have been changed as a result of, of going through the, this uh, unfortunate COVID experience. Um, you know, I'm curious as, a, as just somebody who is, you know, been working in the private, in a private practice for, for so many years, have you seen a change in the issues that men are coming to you needing help with in the most recent years? You know, I don't think I've seen uh, a change in the, the issues, but I, I think it would be more, more accurate to say that I've seen a, 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 you know, increase in the intensity of those issues. Um, the, you know, maybe first and foremost of which is a, a sense of isolation. Yeah. Okay. I think that I, you know, I think all of us human beings, men and women, we crave for connection. Okay. And, um, and, uh, it's often hard for men to, uh, connect in, you know, deep, deep ways that really, you know, that really fill, fulfill that, uh, you know, that need. Uh, and, and we've talked about the ways that happens on, on weekends, but during the, during COVID and quarantine and the, the isolation of that experience, I think there's been, those issues have exacerbated the feelings of loneliness. Um, I do think that there's been a deepening of um, feelings of depression or depressed mood of anxiety uh, and so it's not uh, not so much that there are new issues, but issues that have pre-existed have intensified and and been exacerbated. I don't know if that answers the question. It it perfectly answers it. And I'm I was thinking as you were mentioning the loneliness, uh, you know, was what I probably would have guessed you, you would have mentioned seeing more of. Um, and I'm and as you were saying that, I was like, okay, that that makes sense to me. And then I was thinking, what a wonderful solution Victories has for that. In addition to doing one's own work, um, the idea of building, you know, again, pardon the pun, but beating, building meaningful connections, whether yeah, virtually yeah. or in person, in, in an in-person um, weekend, this idea of, you know, getting this secondary benefit of maybe reduced loneliness. Maybe now I have men yes. where I I've bared my soul. I've, I've told the truth in a way that I can't to my spouse or yeah. to my best friends, because even though my best friends, you know, love and accept me, maybe we just don't have that kind of structure in place. So it's not like, maybe we don't feel comfortable sharing, you know? And, and so we now have this sense of, well, I don't know who to go to. And, you know, um, I used to, I mean, me personally, I used to just go to my parents with that, even as an adult with my challenges, because I didn't want to burden my friends, which I've now learned wouldn't be a burden to my friends, mm-hmm. but I was scared that it would be. Um, I was scared that men just don't talk like that to other men. Mm-hmm. And I only people I could think to talk up. And I was, I was lucky enough to have parents who wanted to hear about my struggles. Not everyone has that. But that was my only option. Yeah. And it wasn't a particularly great option 
because I'm now getting <laughs> yeah. my, my, and my parents are wonderful, but they have their own lens that they look through. They did not had, you know, certain training that, that, you know, victories would provide. And, but that was all I had. And so I, I bet there's a lot of our listeners out there um, who, who probably can identify with not having a group where I can really fall apart to some degree. And, and I yeah. don't mean fall apart and, you know, everything's, you know, in the toilet and I, and I need somebody to prop me up as I'm, as I'm slumped over, but somebody that I can say, Hey, this is really painful. And yeah. I don't to, know be to, real with, to be real with, to be real with Well, you know, one of the things that we ask of guys that participate in our programs is to refrain, you know, is to, to not use their last name, not talk about what they do uh, for a living, not talk about sports, not talk about politics, not talk about religion. And, and um, you know, when we remove those things, because, you know, there's nothing wrong with those topics and they're often easy topics for men to tell you, hey, how about those bears, right? You know, but it's it's a certain level of superficiality. But by removing those things, we really clear the way for being real with with one another in the ways that you you know that you just referred to. It, it is it, and to me, um, when I went through my my weekend, that was that was the 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 best benefit for me personally was now I have a group of people that I do not feel unsafe or scared. To, I, I mean, there's still a little bit of apprehension if I want to share something that maybe I'm embarrassed about or ashamed of, but I know there's a place I can go. Um, and it's also allowed me to have deeper conversations with my closest friends who aren't a member of Victories and mm-hmm. learning mm-hmm. how to say, you know, I have this thing over there at Victories that I would love to, I would love to deepen our friendships and our, our, my relationship with you, you know, so-and-so friend. And, you know, I want you to feel safe to come to me and share challenges. And I want to be able to share with you and much to my chagrin, when I've had those conversations with my friends, they're like, oh, this is great. I want to do this too, because there is seemingly a, a need for us to have those relationships where we can do that. And our spouses or our, you know, friends or our families, you know, may, may not be the place to do that. It might not be a safe environment. And so victories allows me not just to have that circle of friends where I can share, but also to, to go to my closest people to me and say, I want, I want more of what Mm -hmm. I have over here with us. Mm -hmm. And I have found that that was actually really well accepted by my friends who have not done victories programming. Yeah. Great. Um, I'd love to talk about, you know, I, I think we've talked about where victories is heading. Uh, you know, you, you talked a lot about what, you know, some committees are, are, are working on for, you know, taking victories sort of forward and, and into the present and future. Um, curious if you have any thoughts about if someone's listening to this episode who has not participated in a victories program, um, what they should maybe look for victories to help them with so that they can start to think about whether a program makes sense. Mm -hmm. Another great question, DJ. Um, One of the, um, another program of victories that I haven't mentioned yet is a program called the open circle. And the open circle uh, is, is a, meeting of men that that have not done uh, victories retreat weekends 
it's really just uh, an opportunity for men to get together in a circle and um, to talk about whatever they want to talk about. You know, we kind of encourage, you know, refraining from sports and politics, et cetera. Um, uh, we in victories are notorious for um, talking from the heart. And, and so the open circle is one of our programs and, you know, you can learn about this on the victories uh, website. Um, and, um, you know, that meets, uh, I, I don't know their exact schedule, but there is leadership provided. And, you know, uh, one of, one of the victories men, George Rieger has really been instrumental in, um, in growing that that program. And, uh, he's just been of service to men for many, many years at this point. So that, that is available there. There's no charge for it. I, there, I think they're still meeting virtually. And if men are looking for a, a place to, to go, to feel a little less, uh, isolated, uh, that is a, a point of entry. Many men then you know, they get an exposure to Victory's talk and Victory's, you know, uh, what we're about, and then go on to participate in some of the other uh, programs. But um, <clears throat> that is something that um, is a is a integral part of our overall Victory's programming and available to to anybody. So, as I said, information about that is on the on the website. Another thing that I want to mention is. Our weekend programs, our weekend retreats, there is a fee for it. And I, I believe um, it's $690. Uh, this, th this is for the residential uh, programs that start on Friday evening. It's room and board for the entire weekend. And it's the, the entire programming for the entire weekend. Um, and uh, we have a policy within victories that any man who wants to participate in our programs, um, we will find a way to make that happen. And we won't let the fee for the program um, prevent that man from coming. So there are ample scholarship monies uh, available. And, and so we don't want the cost, you know, we, we have to rent facilities. I mean, you know, there's a, expenses. We have to pay for the food for, you know, 25 or 30 men you know, throughout a, an entire weekend and pay the facility where the retreats are taking, taking place. So we, you know, we have expenses to meet. Um, Victories is uh, other than a part-time paid administrator, Victories is entirely 100% volunteer. Okay. Nobody earns any money other than our part-time administrators. So, um, so, you know, monies are available to facilitate men participating in our programs who might have uh, issues with uh, paying, you know, paying the the cost of of participating. So the open circle and the the scholarship monies are, you know, a couple of things that I wanted to to mention in in response to what you just asked. Th those are both really important points, and for anyone who would like more information about the open circle as kevin said you can visit victoriesformen.org which is is the the homepage uh, or with the website rather and also in the show notes of this episode 
there will be a direct link to the open circle for and and for scholarship uh, opportunities so that men who want to get involved um, can start to learn about those entry points and the resources that are available. So just check out our show notes. There'll be a direct link to the open circle. And, um, and also we should mention that the website is going to be shortly undergoing a uh, an over overhaul and it's going to be made much uh, cleaner and easier to navigate easier to find information we know it's a it's a bit cumbersome at the moment because there's so much going on and now there is leadership is is working um I, i'm on the marketing committee for victories and a lot of conversation is now being discussed about how to make the website a little bit more accessible and easy to to navigate. So if you're struggling to to find information on there, we hear you and it is being fixed. You can also always reach out to Victories uh, via email, which is also on the homepage if you're unable to find something. But we will provide some resources in the show notes about how to get access to some of the programming as well as the open circle um, for those that want to get or move move forward within victories. Um, my last question, uh, Kevin, is just, you know, I want to speak just for a moment or have you speak uh, or talk about men who have participated in victories, but over time, circumstances have prohibited them from continuing to meet with their groups. Um, maybe they've moved or changed careers or their schedules changed and they for, or maybe their group just, you know, broke up over time. Um, I know this happened to me, uh, you know, within a few years of attending um, the, the men that were in my group were just it would geographically became really challenging for them to, to continue to meet in a single location. This is pre COVID where we were meeting in person. So, you know, for anyone out there who would like to reconnect with victories and really is feeling disconnected ever since not participating as much, you know, what, what might you recommend to those men? Well, um, in the past, we've had a person who was uh, in the position of, let's call it the, the personal growth group coordinator. And they kind of oversaw all the operations. They saw, you know, saw to it that the trained leadership would be available to, you know, start working with each graduating uh, group from a, a weekend retreat. And that person also would serve the function of trying to, um, to link uh, orphans, if you will, the, the group you're referring to, um, with existing um, operating uh, PGG groups. So, you know, to help them join existing groups. Now, that position, you know, with COVID and everything, that position kind of hasn't really existed. We're in the process of trying to recreate it. And, you know, there's one person in particular who may move into that into that role. So I, I, I can't say that there's currently a, um, a mechanism uh, to meet the need that you just talked about of men who've, you know, moved away or fallen away or gotten uninvolved and they want to get reinvolved. Uh, there's no uh, really good mechanism other than I will say that um, men can always call the, the office and leave a voicemail and say, this is who I am. And I'd like to get connected up with, uh, with, uh, uh, a group again, an existing group. 
Yeah. And I, and I will say that on the marketing committee, which you might not have even known that, that we have done this, um, we have, we believe we have identified, if not all of the active personal growth groups that are still, uh, still meeting regularly, we believe we've identified probably 95%, if not all of them here uh, locally. Uh, and so if you are a man who is in a geographically, you know, disadvantaged area for meeting in person, a lot of the group growth groups are, are meeting virtually and, uh, and there are many that are meeting in person again as well. And we believe we have identified where those groups meet, if they're meeting virtually, if they're meeting in person, if they're looking for men to join, um, we believe we have a pretty solid list. So even though there isn't maybe a coordinator in place who can easily sort of figure out some options, we do have the data and and there are people you know working at Victories who can reach out to some of these groups and say, hey, are you looking for for new members? We have a man who would like to get more involved who you know has has been disconnected for some time. Um, I know this happened to me uh, many years ago when when my group disbanded, um, I was looking for a play and I thought, well, geez, maybe if I reached out to victories, they'd maybe find a group for me and that's exactly what happened to me. So I'm I'm living proof that it works and I've been meeting with my group now for, ever since for or about six years uh, regularly. And thank goodness that somebody at Victories was able to say, oh yeah, there, there, here's a group that that would maybe be interested in, in chatting with you. And 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 so there, there are those opportunities. So for those of you listening who have participated, but maybe aren't participating as much mm-hmm. anymore, um, we can, we can help. There are, we have those, thankfully, I think we have enough resources now to, to be able to give you some, some options. So uh, thank uh, you, uh, Kevin. For uh, that. Another, another function that the uh, PGG coordinator has served in the past, and maybe we can do a little bit of this now kind of informally until someone's in place uh, in that role is helping groups merge because yeah. through attrition, uh, sometimes uh, the numbers dwindle and get down to a, a low level where there doesn't feel like there's enough critical mass or energy um, in the group anymore. So in those instances, um, in the past, we've identified those those groups and helped them merge to you know to create a, a new uh, a new group uh, where the numbers are higher and there's kind of more you know more energy. So that is an option as well. Oh, Kevin, I you have shared so much uh, during this during this conversation, and greatly appreciate on uh, you know on behalf of everyone who is connected to Victories in some way. Um, obviously, your contributions have been well, uh, very obvious uh, in this conversation, and um, obviously something that that is in, in just an incredible part, uh, incredible amount of time that you have put in and energy and as as you are winding down your professional practice you seem as as engaged and ever in victories and it's truly remarkable so um we appreciate obviously your your continued commitment to the organization and what you've provided you've not only just been there you've also built programs and and also are continue to serve um you know at the behest of, of the organization to continue to push it forward so um you know that is that is a very special place, and I'm glad we were able to hear more about your story and why you do what you do, 
and why you continue to to be involved in victories all these years later. Um, so thank you for sharing that so earnestly on on this episode. And you're welcome. And we want to remind everyone: if you aren't connected to victories, or if you were previously connected and want wish to reconnect, that is the those are the best messages we can get. Is either I want I want to learn more, or I want to reconnect. Please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, the Victory staff, I've always had this idea that we would have this incredibly large staff that would be calling all of these people at all times going, hey, we want you back. Uh, but of course, that that's difficult. Uh, we don't have the resources to do that. So we're doing it now. We're saying, please, if you are interested, we want to talk to you. And so let us know, reach out to the, the organization and somebody will do everything they can to get you connected and get you involved in the right program or the right group. So reach out, you know, email, phone, it's all on the website. We'll put them in the show notes as well. Um, get involved and, you know, at the... Re, re find the benefits that victories is is looking to to provide to you and whether you're economically disadvantaged or um or, or have you know the income to 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 purchase uh to to attend a weekend you know we'll like kevin said it will be figured out for you so don't let those obstacles get in the way um so Kevin, on, on behalf of everyone listening, we, we thank you for your continued service, your support, showing up on a Saturday. This is a Saturday morning, by the way, that Kevin is giving uh, to the organization to be on the show. That's that's a big commitment. We, we honor you for that. And on behalf of Kevin and myself, we want to honor everyone for listening and for participating. This is very exciting. We ask that you just do well, two things. One, if you want to get more involved with victories, or maybe you want to serve on a committee, maybe you have ideas about how to take the organization forward. Yes, we would love to cheer from you. Um, or maybe you just want to get involved because you want to learn what these programs can offer you. Or maybe you want to just uh, tell other people in your life how important victories has been for you. Yes, please tell a friend. At the very least, we ask just tell one friend who may be struggling about this podcast. We want to reach them so that maybe they can you know, learn more about what we offer. So if everyone out there listening just thinks of one other person that maybe could benefit from hearing this wonderful conversation with Kevin, please send them a link to the episode. It really will help us continue to reach more people who might get some benefits. So Kevin, thank you so much. And we will see everybody on the next episode. You're welcome, DJ. And thank you for doing the podcast. Uh, really greatly appreciate that. And that's a great service to, to victories that you're doing this. Well, it's my pleasure. And uh, thank you very much. We'll see everyone next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.